1: We
2: are back. The time is 6.08 on the Monday
0: edition of Lifeline. One whole hour to
2: go. It will go by quickly. Let me reset the question before we go to the phone lines. Is it easier to be a slave than it is to be a free man? Is it easier to submit to and cower to government policy, government protocol, government power, their plan, and just go along with it? Is it easier to follow a multitude to do evil than it is to swim upstream, to stand against the tide, to be a savior archetype, which according to the Bible, never ever redeems the masses by the masses, but by the one. See, a biblical motto is this, that God raises up one or a few. Saviors always come in ones. Not hundreds, not dozens, not not thousands, not multitudes, one. Why? Because the one voice of truth, when it comes, willing to incarnate itself in the Mashiach uh, mandate is way more influential than the thousands of voices that all consent as one, as we read in the book of Daniel. And they all bow down with the exception of Ananiah, uh, Ananiah, Hazariah, and Mishael. Those three brothers stood up. And as a consequence, they saved the kingdom. And that's the way the gospel is. That's just the way that it is. Many are called, few are chosen. And here's Twitter. You know what's really weird about Twitter? Twitter is going about being the arbiter of truth. You just saw that on the commercial. If you don't toe their line and say it the way they say it, if you don't proffer the information the way they have constructed it, framed it, and given it to you, then you will be purged. You will be purged. You will be canceled, silenced. Silenced if you don't toe our line. Now, what's remarkable, ladies and gentlemen, is that even God did not do that with our most maniacal foe. He didn't silence the devil. He simply told his own To be discerning. Why? Because God tries the righteous. He tries you and me. Yeah. He has more self-security and he has more confidence in his elect than, than to just keep them from hearing all sides. He doesn't shut them up to one narrative. He wants us to prove all things. And hold fast to that, which is true. He knows sometimes we will be duped, but because we have the Imago Dei, because we have the third person, we will cry, Abba Father, when we have collapsed into carnality and fallen prey to the wicked one, because that's part of his covenant faithfulness to us. But he didn't stop Adam and Eve from having to deal with the serpent. He didn't stop that. He didn't stop the children of Israel from dealing with serpents in the wilderness. He didn't stop that. He didn't stop our master from having to deal with the cross. He didn't stop that. He didn't stop the persecution against the apostles. He didn't stop that. The church has always had to deal with Satan. And we're dealing with him right now, whether you know it or not. We're dealing with him right now. Let's go to line number four and talk with
0: Richard from San Jose. Richard, are you there? I am. Uh, Thank you, Jesse. First of all, my wife and I have uh, just long respected you as a a uh, 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 just above board uh, Bible teacher, okay, and uh, we we want want you to know that first of all. Thank uh, you. Uh, I think right now, I think there is such a concerted effort to silence the people who are trying to speak truth, not only just the gospel, but all concerning the vaccine business, yes, the, the whole the whole the whole like you said, the whole narrative, and yeah. and and a lot of a lot of Christian uh ministries are standing up. Daystar TV has been a, a big uh, a carrier of that. And they just recently, 10 days ago, they silenced uh, RFK uh, Jr., who's been on the front line. Uh, I know. Of, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he, uh, he's out there speaking the truth, and now Facebook decides he's no longer uh, uh, being able to be out there to tell, tell the truth. Now, before they did that to him,
2: uh, Richard, before they did that to him, you couldn't hardly go anywhere online where they didn't have a litany, a litany of articles arguing against him, not against his content, not against his data, but against him. That was a a smear campaign that was... I mean, you, you could hardly ever find a link where you could actually get his resources, his real nav- narrative, his debate against Alan Dershowitz, which was classic. Um, and this is how you
0: know. I'm sorry. Go ahead, on. Yeah, no, that's really good. I, I didn't know about him and Dershowitz, and that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but uh, like I said, you know, I, I, think, I think the church has got an opportunity here. Sure. We will stand up together collectively or we'll fall together collectively kind of let me
2: share something with you I'm gonna share with I'm gonna share with you a um, this is a concept I have and and I would love I would love I would love that the church would be able to find a point of uh, substantial and concrete unity uh, given this particular trial that we're in to stand together uh, as a public witness against the crime of um, of uh, of of against freedom, just freedom, just our constitutional rights. We could talk about a ton of things, but the crime of of uh, silencing us just because we do we don't even dissent. Really, we're just simply saying let's lay all the chips on the table and talk about it publicly as reasonable men and women under constitutional grounds. I I, I wish we had the kind of uh, underlying unity that would do that. But Richard, I'm very I'm very concerned and pessimistic about the unity of the church, because at the foundational level, I worry whether or not the church has the kind of absolute allegiance to both Christ and the word of God to be able to demonstrate that unity. I would love to see it. But we've had uh, other tests in months and years ago uh, that we could have proven that kind of uh, mature unity. Uh, and never did it, whether it was around racial issues or crime issues or abortion issues or gay marriage. There there wasn't that level of interest in being a united front uh, relative to those things because we didn't see how, uh, how corollary they were to uh, uh, a, a cumulative uh, assault against the gospel. Here we are now, we're basically dealing with the issue of whether we will even be heard or not so I, I wish that what you were saying was correct, my dear brother. I really, I really do. But I have, I have uh, as much concern as to whether or not we have, a, as a collective whole, enough godly leaders that are willing to uh, have that kind of public. Listen, they they can do what I'm doing, and you right. you know there there are churches that are there are a few churches. That are standing up. I know that. And across the nation. Here's the other thing, Richard, and I'll give you the last word before we break. Uh, We do know that outside of this matrix called California, that many states are wide open and their governors are smarter and brighter, more biblically centered. And the people are liberated and they are not dealing with the kind of tyranny that we're dealing with here. We know that this is a bubble. We know that. So I'm, I'm not worried about the nation as a whole, because many, many of the conservative Bible-believing and even just conservative people who think well and understand true libertarian principles are opposing this. I'm just worried about the Bay Area here uh, for us, because uh, it just appears that many of our churches just want to walk in lockstep. I'll give you the last word.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, and you know what? If And here's, here's part of the issue, too, Jesse if if the church can't stand on the bible and be unabashedly uh unapologetic for it the culture can't a uh, cancel culture or whatever you want to call it will stand against us hundred and ten percent and it it hasn't really happened yet but it's going to well, do
2: you, you do know about Brother Coates up in, uh, up in Canada, right? Do you know Brother Coates up in Canada is in jail right now for opening up his congregation, and there was absolutely no outbreak of COVID, and they, they warned him for several months and then arrested him, put him in chains, and threw him in, in solitary confinement. Do you know about that?
0: No. No, and it doesn't surprise me. Canada, Canada has been uh, pushing to silence the Bible for quite a while. You, you already have, have laws up there that constitute hate speech when you preach the, preach the Word, brother, okay? 100%. And we're, we're, we're
2: just a few steps away from that. And that's why, continue, Richard, continue doing what you do. I'll continue doing what I do. Um, the two witnesses uh, are slated prophetically to be silenced, but only for three and a half days, they'll rise again. Thank you for the call. God bless you. Let me see here. I'm going to take another break, and then when I come back, I'll take line number one. We have three lines open, one, triple eight, Three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. You are listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. We are back and the time is six twenty-two on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Glad to have you with us. Three lines open. or no. Let's see. One line open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One line open. One triple eight three six seven five three two eight. Three six Let's go to line number one and talk with Bo from San Lorenzo. Bo. What's going things?
1: on? <laughs> not much, bro. Um, I, I was enjoying, uh, and I appreciate you repeating the question. I was enjoying the dialogue uh, since I tuned in concerning, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it easier to be a slave or, or free? I, um, yes, it is easier to be a slave because uh, of sin, of course, because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're not conscious. Uh, dealing with your conscience is far less... Uh, immediately accountable,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to deal with and to search and to try as mm-hmm. opposed to one who, uh, enjoys doing, being wicked and mm. without a conscience, mm. um, the scriptures, as you know, Proverbs seventeen four, that a wicked doer giveth heed to false lips yeah, and yeah. a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue, a naughty tongue.
2: Yeah. and yeah.
1: you know, that's, that's, that's our course. From the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we were flattered, and we were spoken uh, a narrative of doing something that was greatly evil to think that we can become as God, knowing good and evil, of which we we should have known that we couldn't, but without a conscience and, you know, God's sovereignty uh, prophesied that it would come to pass, and it did. And um, and as you said, the Lord didn't shut it down at that point. Now, now, now let's let's let's
2: let's work with this a little bit, because this one yep. here is uh, micro analytical and it's very important. I want to I want to just stretch this out first a bit psychologically. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate you honing in and pointing in on the direct one on one battle the battle one-to-one ratio, Mano imano, false narrative against the person, person one being a human being. Let's start with Adam, and, yep. and in this context is Eve, but we're not gonna get into the gender thing right now. Let's start with Adam Eve, and I, I think there is something to be said, Bo, for the reason for which the collapse was so easy, And that is, as you were stating, and I think we'll have to flesh this out in time, a lack Mm -hmm. of either conscience or Mm -hmm. robust conscience. And as a consequence Mm -hmm. of a lack of conscience or robust conscience, there was no no factor that helped Eve filter the consequences Mm -hmm. of her yielding to an, an alternative authority. Yes. I meant and, that. Yes. And, 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 and so I, I, this would actually take us back to issues like original sin, uh, anthropology before the fall, uh, levels of innocency that would uh, question whether or not uh, there was enough consciousness for them to be able to wrestle with um uh, anything more than what God had given them relative to, in the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely fall. That was consciousness, okay? At that level, that was Correct. consciousness. Post-fall, we are in the matrix, and that is according to Proverbs 17, 14. Uh, yeah, seventeen fourteen. If we are evildoers, if we are wicked men, and we are by nature, that means we are slaves yes. to lies,
1: Right. Yes.
2: And that would mean yeah. that it's easier to receive a lie than to plumb and 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 uh, excavate and, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, plow for truth in a counterintuitive way because it would be operating against our nature
1: to do so. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Unpack that. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then think about it. Uh, Gospel of John chapter eight, um, when Christ said, um, "And you shall know the truth." I'm jumping into the context. He's speaking to and the that's Jews, verse thirty-one.
2: And that's verse thirty-one. You right there. You right there. If you are my disciples, Correct. you will continue in my word, and and you shall know the truth, right. and the truth shall make you free. Go ahead on. unpack that.
1: And then, then they opposed, and this is about their fifth opposition against Christ in this dialogue. It said, they say, um, we, are, we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall, be free, ye shall be made free? Now, before I even go into the context, it goes directly into sin. Jesus did. But imagine, imagine the patience of Christ not reminding them how many times in the book of Judges, coming out of Egypt, that they were in captivity. Right. Imagine exactly. the patience. Right. I, I get it. Wow. I Look at it. Christ. You know, he just went to the foundation. Yeah, I ain't going to play with you. That's right. You know, he could have shredded them. Easily. You know, and then he explained what was in their members and what's yep. in every man's members and the reason why he was there in the first place. Yeah. Not to win an argument, but to win. votes. Right. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah, so I'll, I'll you know, right there yeah, is no, I, that's beautiful. right there, yeah, no, right there is our ultimate uh paradigm of you know pure consciousness on the side of God, facing pure wickedness on the side of men to let them know right. that he is the true and faithful witness that comes to deliver us from slavery. Yes. Right, yes. from slavery. I uh the the proposal, as you know, is just you know, with regards to our present community struggling with with narratives and 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 how difficult it is for and i mean the community at large to be able to hear god's narrative over against the narrative of men and because of the the question being is it easier to be a slave than it is to be free based upon the way you poise your response here's the way i see it it's easier to be a slave than it is to be free When you don't know the truth, which is in Jesus Christ, which has liberated you from a nature that by nature, by bent, by (laughs) proclivity, is inclined to lies because it's easier to buy into a naughty tongue uh, and deceitful words than it is to hear the truth as it comes in the person of Christ through the word of God, by the Spirit of God, in honor of the Father. And, 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 And yes, that's why many are called and few are chosen.
1: Right, and, and then one more thing, in honor of well, the gospel is in honor of every person made in the image of God. I agree. If they would just hear it, I agree, and submit to the, yeah, because I was uh, be I was listening.
2: You know, I was listening to some. Uh, no, I, I like that particular proposition you gave right there could be fleshed out big. And, and of course, I, it, you know, you can probably anchor four or five Bible verses. Listen to, I mean, thinking through, because I was listening to some, some really sharp sages around this concept that you just stated. They didn't state it in your terms, but they stated it in your principle. And that's this, that God has honored us as human beings in the person of Christ. Yes. God has honored humanity. Uh, as human beings created in the Imago Dei in the person of Christ, if we would but honor him back. Yes. Right. And uh, and so the battle is whether or not men and women would bow to the revelation of God's honor of our Imago Dei and live or succumb to the Antichrist system, which would reject the truth of God and bring us into slavery and perish. That's the whole Bible. That's, that's what we're dealing with right now, everywhere in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Blessings,
2: blessings. blessings. I got to take another break. Susie and Ken, you hold on two lines open one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. If you're my disciples, you will continue in my word. You will know the truth and the truth will liberate you from the facade of lies that comes and portends to be the truth. We'll be right back. And we're back at the time 637 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open if you want to join the conversation, if you have a question or observation. By the way, our doors have been open for a year talking about nonconformity. You know, based upon our uh, understanding of what's going on in our culture, we did not allow it to cause us to shrink back and, uh, and not worship because we have a value system that prioritizes the physical gathering of the people of God. And God is so honored it on so many levels, I have seen so much blessing uh, by our leadership uh, making the choice to keep our doors open. Uh, we use some measures. Uh, if you were to come to grace, we use some measures for uh, some of the basic uh, concerns that people have with COVID. But uh, we have been able to enjoy a robust, freedom and joy, and even growing number of people coming from other places where they have basically totally shut down their worship. Uh, If you guys don't see that a lot of this is really designed at thwarting what was already a very uh, low ebb of prioritizing the worship of God by this mandate, uh, that would be sad. But um, we were... We were open for uh, months and we still are. And I want to invite you out on Tuesday nights talking about prayer. I I just, you know, I could go on a complete diatribe about the absence of prayer in the life of professing Christians as one of the clear indicators of apostasy and spiritual weakness. Um, But we've been praying and you are welcome to join us. There's plenty room. We have a 10,000 square foot a building and people can uh, you know spread out as far and wide as they want to um, and we have a a Bible study that starts at 6 thirty until about 745 on Tuesday and then prayer time from 745 to 8 thirty beautiful time we close with a hymn it's a beautiful way to center the week rather than to just be trapped by a lot of empty uh, shallow activity. And then we have a Friday Bible study, too, at 630, of which we really prepare our hearts uh, in anticipation for Sunday morning. And again, plenty of room. If you are not worshiping, if you are not studying, I guarantee you, if you come out, you will be impacted by our teaching. I'm dealing with the subject of separation right now, the doctrine of separation under the term circumcision, a fourfold biblical view of circumcision. We'll start that tomorrow night. Our doors open up at about 530. Our class starts at 630 <clears throat> prayer service at 745. So if you really need to uh, start getting your embers uh, lit again, if you are in a low ebb and fearful of uh, your walk with Christ, come on out. We'd be glad to have you, uh, and uh, we would look forward to ministering to you. If you can't come out, you can join us on live stream. Many, many hundreds do. uh, Tuesday night, 6.30, Friday night, 6.30. Then again, our doors open up. At around 9 o'clock on Sunday, we have one service at 10 30, inside and outside. By the way, people who uh, are willing to brave coming inside, they do. We're starting to fill up there. But we have a healthy outside turnout with a big screen TV and plenty of air for those of you who are conscientious along those lines. So you can come out with your family and your kids and you can join us. Uh, you are going to have passionate, <clears throat> radically Christ centered challenging bible teaching by yours truly if you do come so you're welcome let me go to line number two and talk with Susie. line uh line number two Susie, are
4: you there yes i am um so good to talk with you pastor jesse um i I, i'm not quite as learned as you are of course that goes without saying or even some of your listeners but i'm going to try to break it down and i hope it's okay um I was going to take it one way, and I'll get to that in a second, but you said about believing the lie. I was in a, 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 a domestic uh, abuse marriage for many, many years, and I came to terms with it. You know, we have to in life. This is uh, yes, not a you know. But but all of this that, that what's going on with it, it, it is exactly like I say to myself, why did I even leave? I mean, at least when I'm with my ex-husband, I had one person, and I, kind of thought, well, you know, I, if I get out of here, I'll be free. Here, the government, I mean, everybody, I have no sense of where to run because, uh, you know you know what I'm saying, but before I, I get into that for a second, I'm sorry, I'm very nervous. I, my doctor's telling me uh, my blood pressure's so high, I was almost afraid to call, but wh- what you said was so brilliant. You, it's about believing the lie, and I just want to mention that for a second before I just get back to my other point in a second, because what I've had this, after you said that, just on the phone tonight, today, whatever time it is, is, seven, and and, uh, and I think that that, I never thought about it before, but I stayed in that marriage, I don't want to tell you, 20-odd tw- years, and I think part of it was it was almost unbearable. To, it was easier to believe the lie that I was a piece of garbage, excuse my language, a piece of, you know, whatever. You yeah. said I, I made him angry, it was my fault, my fault. Rather yeah. than believe the fact that someone I loved was just evil and treating me this way and beating yep. me up and doing these yep. things. I-, I couldn't stand it. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. because Perfect
2: example. Perfect example of abuse. And that's what we are very clearly aware that our government is doing with our constitution, creating abuse. And where men and women are not clear on their dignity, as you were not Susie, and so many of our sisters have been down your path as well, you end up believing a lie, thinking that it's better to be here than it is to be free, but we also expanded on the fact that freedom requires responsibility, and then you have to take on autonomy, and then you have to take on self choices, and that becomes a whole nother, another point of consideration. But go back to your main point because we only have a few minutes to go.
4: All right, well, just just hearing you say that I can 't tell you what it means to talk to someone who under you got it do, you got I it do. right right to the core. But what, yeah. what I was going to say is, I basically said it, so I won't take up time. There's probably another caller, in it. but just that I don't know how to, the, the the feeling of being so unsafe when there's no person in front of me beating the crap right. out of me. Right. It, I, I mean that that's harder. I, at least, as I said, I don't know how to handle it because it's not. I, I can't focus. There's no escape. At least with him, you. I could get out of the house. There was some escape. At least, while well, even in an MRI machine after yeah. an injury, at least I was safe in there. But yeah. now, where do I go? So you get my point. So that's I do. I, I, I do. I some it's a beautiful analogy.
2: I know it's a beautiful analogy. Um, I'm, we're gonna. We got thousands of people listening, and we're gonna pray for you because you are in a position like so many people mm-hmm. around our nation. Who don't know how to handle this complete intrusion that is not allowing them to go anywhere safe? We totally, mm-hmm. we we totally get it. We totally get it. You're gonna have to keep calling upon the true and the living God and mm-hmm. and ask Him to give you a point of focus by which you can feel, uh, you can feel like you have a reason to live <clears throat> and a purpose for being, so that you don't get, don't become. Without a mission, Susie, uh-huh. do not do not become without a mission. You have friends, you have people that you know, you uh-huh. have a good mind, you uh-huh. speak well. Stay on point, serving others, and the the rescue will come for you. I totally get, I get what you're saying. You're you're used to dysfunction. Don't don't succumb to that. Uh, uh-huh. Focus on the Lord and His promises and blessings to you, and keep serving other people. It'll return the favor. It will return the blessing. You guys pray for Susie. Thank you for the call, my dear sister. Listen, I got to take a hard break. And when I come back, I'll close with Ken and Kiana on the Monday edition of Lifeline. You guys heard what Susie said. There are hundreds of thousands of people in America and around the world going through what Susie is going through going through what she's going through this fear and phobia of being lost and disoriented and not focused this this system has done that and they knew it was going to happen this is why i'm telling you to watch the uh recommended uh sites that i shared with you before to help you with that to watch uh event 201 to watch decoding davos the global endgame, because they talk about anticipating the mental and emotional and psychological consequences of the shutdown. They knew it was coming. We'll be right back. And we are back. The time is six fifty. We've only got a few minutes on this program, so let's go to line number three and talk with Ken in San Jose. Ken, are
3: you there? I'm here. Hello, Pastor
2: Jesse. Hey, what's going on, man? What's your
3: thoughts? Oh. I've been attending. Uh, I wanted to report on Calvary Chapel's experience in San Jose. State open, yeah, uh, Mister McClure, yes. Yeah. Heroically, uh, Michael McClure, stayed open, despite intense persecution, two million dollar fines by the county. It was the only county in California to, to uh, defy the Supreme Court and, and they require the churches and everything remain closed. However, there's been a victory now at the Supreme Court, thanks to an amicus brief by our attorneys, and the churches here are, are declared to be open
2: right it's so uh and that's good because what we're doing uh you know as you probably heard earlier uh in in the uh program you, you, we have been bemoaning the fact that our churches aren't open except with this one exception Ken I don't want any churches open that don't preach the gospel you can stay shut all the churches that are playing games and ripping people off and not expounding the word of God and exalting Christ and teaching the truth as it is in Jesus, stay shut. Even don't even do live stream because you're not you're not worth your weight in the name church. But the churches that are willing to be sound in doctrine and to preach the gospel and to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to be open. And so I'm very thankful that uh, Calvary Chapel out there was able to weather the storm and come out on the other side of that trial, uh, as did John MacArthur. And uh, we're thankful for that. And they will be rewarded richly for that stand intangibly by the one true and living God. So uh, thank you for that report. Anything else you want to say?
3: Yeah, we're already rewarded. There's been explosive growth. Membership has more than tripled since June. I mean, you can't even find space in the parking lot. Right, and that's so, a beautiful yeah. thing. That,
2: no, it's a beautiful thing because we're, we're experiencing the same thing. Our growth is gradual, but we've been open for a long time. We haven't gotten hit by any kind of uh, public media, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, venom. Uh, but, But this is what we've discovered. People are wanting to worship. People are recognizing that you cannot stay away. You cannot do worship ultimately and vitally online. There is a limited impact to just getting up. I liken it unto this and then I'll let you go. Uh, we're hearing about the major impact that children are having sitting in front of uh, uh, computer screens trying to do homeschooling or, or distance schooling, et cetera, et cetera. And that's because of a lack of transfer from their home to the school. The kids cannot make the leap from home to school when they're doing school on their laptop in their bedroom or in the kitchen are in the dining room, and this is where they're struggling. And so it is with the worshiping people of God. God meant for you to get up, take a shower, meditate, drink some coffee, eat a little bit, get your praise on, jump in the car, drive to worship, gather with the saints publicly before the whole world, prepare your hearts, sing, preach, pray, and then keep it moving. He meant for us to do that. And I'm glad that in this crazy matrix called California, where they want to be a model uh, of socialism around the world, that we do have a few churches that are recognizing what the mandate is about. So thank you, Ken, for that. Uh, Anything
3: else? Yeah, Hebrews 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching.
2: Hebrews ten twenty five. Thank you for that, brother. Let me, go to, yes. let me go to line number one and speak with Kiana from San Jose, uh, San Lorenzo, uh, as we make our end to our... Oh, she left. Okay, good. All right, so I'll, I'll begin to wind this down with a, a, a few thoughts. I appreciate that, Ken. Um, not forsaking the assembly, but you know what people do? People find every way to twist God's word so as to not do what God says. I've heard it all. Well, I can worship online. I can worship on the radio. I can worship by myself. Yeah, I suppose you can and I suppose you will one day when that's the only way you'll be able to do it. I I suppose you can. and I suppose you will. But I can tell you this, Jesus Christ. He plainly said in the prophecy of Scripture, I was glad when they said it to me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. He was the one who said in in the Psalms, when when holy day came, I and my companions and my fellows, we walked to the house of God. And when you read the gospel account, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus every Sabbath day walked through the cornfields and had him some corn on the cob for breakfast with his disciples as they fellowship, as they prayed, as they headed to synagogue, or as they headed to temple. And this was true for the apostles too. Once they were anointed by the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two, verse one through five, the gospel began to be spread and they went to a synagogue, they went to temple and they fellowship from house to house, breaking bread, continuing in the doctrine of the apostle and prayer as we ought to do. I was watching 1984, as I told many of you, and in that movie, One of the strategies was to keep people socially distant. Why? So they wouldn't whisper under their tongues about what they would do in opposition to Big Brother. So they wouldn't whisper under their tongues in opposition to what they would do. The Chinese government, the uh, Chinese Communist Party, They are doing the same thing with the churches in China, separating them, uh, cutting down their numbers to maximum 100. They have actually completely stripped the Bible of any transcendent view of Christ as God and deity and have mandated that he be viewed as a human being and also a sinner. And so they are monitoring the messages. And that's what you're getting right now in Canada and other places. You're hearing about it. If you don't know, listen to Albert Moeller. He's laying it out very clearly on the briefing. At some point, in order for your church doors to stay open, the minister will have to submit his sermons beforehand, and they get to determine the content as to whether or not it's viable. And here's the word healthy. Now, healthy is a Marxist term for purging the Diseased minds of those who buy into freedom and independence and autonomy. It's what Hitler used to condemn the Jews as being the cause of the plagues and sicknesses and economic reverses in their own time. It's what, uh, it's it's what uh, that crazy man in the uh, first century. Uh, he'll come up in a moment. The Roman emperor, not Caligula. Uh, But um, he'll come. He condemned the Christians as being the cause for the plague in the first century before the Jewish war. And this is going on throughout church history as well. Nero, uh, this is going on through church history as well. When Christians don't walk according to the world system, when they don't walk according to the flesh, when they give you a biblical worldview then the world as a majority wants to condemn them as being the cause of every evil under the sun. But what we will tell you is that there's one true and living God and his son Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one will come unto the Father but by him.